Rise and Live. This is University Christian Outreach's Rise and Live podcast, where our goal is to equip you to make campus-changing Bible studies. Today, we've all been a part of that Bible study that is just lifeless, stale, and honestly, no one wants to be there. But we're talking about creating a campus-changing Bible study, and we're going to talk today about what does it mean to have a God-sized vision for your Bible study. I'm your host, Travis Wiesenberg, and this is the Rise and Live podcast. Hello, welcome to the Rise and Live How to Run a Campus-Changing Bible Study Podcast. I am your host, Travis Wiesenberg, and today, yeah, we're kicking off our podcast training series on how to run a campus-changing Bible study. I'll be having five different conversations with five different missionaries on five different aspects of running a successful Bible study. Before I really jump into what what we're going to cover and and what's that about, I just want to take a step back and and let's have a God-sized vision for this. In 1940, Dr. J. Edwin Orr took a group of Wheaton College students on a study abroad to England. One of their one of their stops included the Epworth Rectory. Uh, the rectory now serves as a Methodist museum, but it was at one point the home of John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement. It's said to believe that one of the bedrooms where where John Wesley regularly knelt in prayer, there was there's two divots in the floor where his knees were. He, this man had prayed so much that the very floor was changed the 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 landscape of the bedroom was changed because of how much he prayed and so this this guy dr j edwin Orr, is there taking these students up and and they they get back on the bus they're getting ready to leave and dr Orr notices that one student is missing so he goes upstairs and he finds a student kneeling in the same place with his knees in the same knee holes and the student is is praying oh lord do it again that student was billy graham one of the most successful evangelists that we've we've ever seen. And that's my question to, to those listening is, what's your vision for this, this Bible study you're about to run into? Maybe you're hearing this, you're saying, my vision is definitely not that big. Well, let me, let me challenge you. Let me lovingly say that you have a, a Heavenly Father who, who wants to go about this with you, who wants to do big things through you. Luke chapter 11, verses 9 through 10 says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Do you have the courage to say, O oh Lord, do it again? Do you have the, the faith to pray, O oh Lord, do it again? Because nothing, nothing of spiritual significance will be accomplished without prayer. That's, that's the first thing I'm going to say to, to the, the steps to having a successful Bible study. And I'm just going to throw that, that term out the window. We, we don't just want a successful Bible study. We want a campus-changing Bible study. And prayer places, places us in the posture of neediness, pleading with our Father in heaven to help us. This is the kind of prayer that Jesus calls us to lean into. Why? Because it teaches us to place our trust in our perfect, loving, heavenly Father who delights giving us good things. Everybody who's listening to this podcast, take an honest assessment of your prayer life. How often do you spend on your knees asking your Father for help? It's time to, it's time to buckle down. I say that lovingly. I say that with, with grace for those of us who are or just starting a prayer time. But it's time to buckle down. Your Bible study won't bear good fruit without prayer. 
So when's, when's the best time to pray? <laughs> the answer is always now. Spiritual growth happens in the present. Your prayer does not have to be wordy or, or extravagant. Honest and sincere will do just fine. So pause the podcast. Take five minutes. Just seek the Lord. Get on your, on your knees and just pray that God uses your Bible study to reach people that, that have not known the love of Jesus Christ. Well, I hope you just spent five minutes in prayer, but if not, I, I do encourage you, prayer, you're not going to go anywhere with your Bible study without prayer. So as you begin to, to pray for your Bible study before the semester starts, take out a journal or a notebook and jot some prayers down that, that you'll return to. Make sure, make sure to include some dangerous prayers. I think oftentimes we, we, we don't pray we don't pray in big ways. We don't have God-sized prayers. Uh, a quote I, I've heard from a pastor that I, that I really like and try and take in my prayer life is, how would the world look different if God answered every one of your prayers from last week? If God, said, if God answered yes in the moment, every one of your prayers last week, what would the world look like? Would it look like revival? end to, to racism in America, you know, end to world hunger? Would it look like your family coming to know God? Or would it look like you got that parking spot that you wanted in, in the crowded grocery parking lot or, or you, you, know, you didn't get pulled over by the police officer? Not that those things don't matter. Not that, that God doesn't care about the small prayers. But don't forget to pray and know that you have an all-powerful heavenly Father that gives you an attentive ear that says, "Ask, seek, knock." So here's a, here's just a couple ones that I would I would throw out to you to to add to your prayer list. Ask God to use your Bible study to reach students who are far from Him, not just the ones who who are looking, but the ones who are very far. Ask God to help you reach out to your friend who you don't think would ever be interested in attending. Uh, something I, I like to do is just I think about the the one person who no way no way would they go to this worship night or fan in the flame Bible study, and I just ask the Lord to move either move move in their heart but also move in my heart that I would have more faith that I would I would look to to put myself out of the way to use this relationship to bring them to come to know God. Another one is ask God to raise up missionaries full time missionaries through your Bible study. Uh, ask God to give you an anointing to lead it. You know, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. You're going to need His guidance. Ask for that. And finally, ask God to change the spiritual climate on your campus through your Bible study. Pray the Lord, let it happen again prayers. So the first step is prayer. Um, and that's that's one you don't move on from, but I continue coming back to that. But the other thing I want to talk about is is dream. I think that's something we've lost as as maybe our generation or cultures is we lost a sort of godly ambition i i was reading a, a book about jim elliott who is who is a martyr in south america and he he actually died when he was around 28 he he left america he could have been a, a great preacher had many different jobs the church in america wanted him to stay because he was just so talented at, at bringing lukewarm christians into on-fire disciples. But he wanted to go where, where people had never been reached before. He had a burning passage for that, so passion for that. So he went to the jungle with his family, his young family, and was trying to reach a, a people group who 
was very hostile. And he ended up being killed for it. He ended up being killed for trying to share his, share his faith to people who had never even heard the name of Jesus Christ. But something I, I read in the, the prologue that really struck, struck me was the, his memoir and his collection of his journals was narrated through by his wife. And she said that when, when she was a kid that they, they would go places, there would be Christian gatherings, and, and you would ask, who's your hero? You know, who's someone you look up to in the faith? And people would, would have that very quickly. But now we, we've kind of lost that. You know, you ask, like, who's your spiritual hero? And maybe you maybe you got some UCO people, um, which is awesome. We have some great examples, role models in, in our current living situations. But who are those people that had godly ambition that you see and had a faith that, that could move mountains that you say, I see Christ in them. And I want to do something to give God that much glory. I want to give, do something that would, would give God more glory than that person because that's how much I love God. That's how much I know that people need to know about the good news of Jesus. So dream, dream big. Joel chapter two, verse 28. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Ask, ask God for divine revelation for a dream for your Bible study. So as you take time to pray and seek God's heart for your campus, you'll quickly start to envision what the future might hold. Pictures of what God might do will begin coming into into your mind. Lean into this, lean into that. Spend some time alone or with a friend and jot down your craziest, wildest dreams of how your Bible study will change the campus. Nothing's off limits. Let your imagination run free and write down these dreams no matter how impossible they seem. Uh, something I'm, I, I'm at Michigan State, I'm a missionary at Michigan State, and one of my big dreams is to see the, the football stadium just chock full. Every single seat is full of a student, current student who is, is a full-hearted disciple for Jesus Christ. That's, that's a prayer that I come back to because that, that's what I want to see. So we're talking about a campus-changing Bible study. Let me, let me try and define that a little bit. What is a campus-changing Bible study? This is a quote from a brother of ours in InterVarsity, which is a, another campus ministry. So let me ask you this. What would happen if you entered college with the idea of faith being for your college culture rather than against it? After all, our faith isn't only about changing us. It's also about changing the world around us. You see, Christianity in college isn't just some mold for you to fit into. It isn't a set of calculations which, if done correctly, allows you to walk out on the other side unscathed. Rather, it is a movement you are swept up into. It is an irresistible current constantly grasping at every awe-inspiring breath of your lungs. Of course, sometimes when you do live out your faith this way, you will walk out with some bruises. But they are bruises that give evidence to a faith willing to make bold moves in the name of the Lord. So for all you preparing to enter college, and even those of you non-freshmen, let your college experience impress upon your heart a faith that is able to transform culture because that is, that is what it takes to change the world. A generation of people willing to fervently act on a truth bigger than themselves. Let college be your first step and changing the world. If your goal for your Bible study is, is to get enough people to regularly come so you feel like you did your part and you didn't fail, guess what? In a way, your Bible study is really just all about you. Because too often, our own fear of being a failure in the mission robs us of taking our eyes off of ourselves and putting them 
on our all-powerful, all-loving Heavenly Father and asking Him what He wants to do with our Bible study. Because the kingdom of God is open to everyone on your college. And the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is at work in you through the Holy Spirit. So dream big for how God can not only change a few lives through your Bible study and change yourself, most certainly, but flip the whole campus on its head. Change it to a campus that you know Christianity is, is on the fringes to, to most people are, are following Jesus. Here are a few God-sized dreams for your Bible study. I want to reach key leaders in fraternities or sororities to, to change the whole party culture on this campus. I want to raise up 10 disciple-making students who will launch their own Bible studies just a year from now. I want to see students learn to study the Bible more than they study for exams. I want to share the gospel with over 15 students who do not know Jesus through the Bible study. That's 15 people, sharing the gospel with 15 people. I want to reach leaders in the football team and help them launch their own studies to reach other athletes. I want to see revival start on my campus from this Bible study. Oh Lord, do it again and start with me. God loves when we lay our dreams and ambitions down at his throne and desperately ask him to move mountains. We serve a big God. Let's not be afraid to, to dream big. So the first, first point was prayer. Second point was dream. And the last one is plan. Proverbs 21.5, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. The third step in having a God-sized vision is to plan. This is where we take our list of dreams and do the work of turning them into tangible plans. This can be the most challenging part, and yet it is so necessary. Our dreams are only going to take visible form if they are buffeted by actionable steps. Your plan may have, have many parts, but there are, there are two non-negotiables, two things that every plan should have, and that's teammates and a guest list. I'll say that again, teammates and a guest list. Teammates are, are simply those who, who will be helping you run the Bible study each week. This is crucial. We're, we're not meant to do mission alone. There, you know, it, it talks about in Proverbs that if, if you go out by yourself and you fall, there's no one there to pick you up. But if you go out there and you do have a brother or sister with you and you fall, they can pick you up. I've seen that time and time again in the mission. Is it's, it can be high pressured. It can feel like you're carrying burdens that you shouldn't carry. But when you have a brother or sister in the boat next to you, all of a sudden, you, you just feel so much more encouraged, so much more uh, hopeful and faithful. You're able to be reminded that it's not your work, it's God's work that you're just invited into. So have, have your teammates know your teammates. The guest list is a list of names of students you know on campus that you want to invite to the Bible study. So this should include students you know well, students you know less well, and even a section for students you haven't met yet. And we'll be meeting a lot of students during Reach Week. I, I encourage everybody who's listening to this podcast, be at your Reach Week events. Freshmen are on the campus, uh, or even sophomores, juniors, and seniors. They're on the campus looking for something to be a part of. Is it going to be another, another club that, that leads them nowhere? Is it going to be the Bible study that, that changes their life? That, that could be a decision that, that you help them make. Your first team meeting should be a time where you combine guest lists with your teammates. Come up with a time and location for your Bible study and, and pray together. Something that I, I've done a couple of times is, yeah, we, we come together, we, we make a little spreadsheet, and, and we just go through each person, and we say, all right, this is, this is the likelihood that they'll come. If it's low, 
we we talk through right, how can we how can we increase that maybe i'll invite a, another leader to come play basketball with that friend so he knows not the person in the bible study uh if, if the likelihood is high okay great what what's the what does he need to get there okay he just needs a ride good so we're all set to go on the first bible study one thing i also i'll just add this tidbit in as well one thing i always plan and seek the lord for every year is is what can i do this year to see my campus become a predominantly christian campus i'm on michigan state university 50,000 students i i would be surprised if four percent were actively living for the lord so that's the question I, I seek the Lord in, is what kind of fruit should I be praying for? What, what do I need to accomplish through the Lord this year to help see Michigan State become a predominantly Christian campus in four years? And then who do I need running beside me to, to help me accomplish that? These are, these are things that I would be seeking the Lord with in, in the coming weeks. And even, even once your Bible study started, is, as you're seeing some of the fruit, is God, where, do you, where are you leading this? Where can, where can this fit into your great commission of, of taking the gospel to all nations? So once all these things are done, prayer, dream, plan, and these are things that you've you got to be repeating, uh, especially prayer. Um, but once you've, you've started doing this and gotten the initial stage done, you're ready to step out in faith to make bold invitations. That's going to be next episode with Sarah Bergler. Thank you for listening. Guys, this is this is an exciting time for UCO. We're seeing things that we haven't seen before. And if you're interested in, in, in really seeing your campus change for Jesus Christ and seeing your friends, the ones you love, come, come to know the love of God, Continue, continue listening to this podcast. Continue learning from these things. We think it's going to be helpful, and we think this will be something that equips you and sends you to have a, a kind of Bible study that can truly change your campus. Thanks for listening. This has been Travis Wieseberg on the Rise and Live podcast. Peace. Rise. Come with me. Rise and live.